The Thursday and Friday Stakes edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get the last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. And I'm your host, Chase Sussman, the Wolf of Oak. They say Mississippi burning up, sipping, serving, sherbet. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Holy crap, it's Travers Week. It means Saratoga is just wrapping up on us. That's crazy. Feels like it just started. Well, I mean, let me think about it. It's not that long of a meet per se. It's a grind though, but if, and it feels like it takes forever, except for when it's over. It's kind of like football season, if you will. If you wheel. Um, that's me mispronouncing will uh, for the folks at home who are, who are listening. It, this is one of my favorite weeks slash weekends of racing uh, because the, the Travers might hands down be my favorite race uh, in horse racing. Uh, it's It's got such a great history. The whole graveyard of champions thing, secretariat beating, being beat there. You have arrogate exploding on the scene. It always pays well for the most part, for the most part. If you were to look at the average of the payouts over the last, we'll say, 20 years it's been a it's been a banger payout kind of a kind of race uh but man i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself when saratoga's done for one i mean it got got a little bit of a a change coming up which is uh i'm uh stepping away from doing tip sheets with uh with hrn as which ed derosa blew up my spot last week whenever i did the uh, preview for the alabama with him uh which that's that sounded mean. I'm not angry at Ed or anything. He's actually going to be on the show tomorrow. Um, so I really, I that's I'm getting like 20 hours of my life back each week. I have no idea what I'm going to do with myself. It's been a difficult meet. It's also been a mildly infuriating meet. I mean, from the weather to the stewards, it seems like we've gotten every little piece of controversy along with it. Uh, Saratoga goes to show that it doesn't matter what, you know, circuit you follow, what tracks you like, uh, horse deaths seem to happen. Uh, there's been a few of them at Saratoga, uh, just a brutal stretch of them uh, a couple weekends ago. Um, I think the most fitting thing that could happen in the Travers might be uh, that it's run during a tsunami. And Irad Ortiz just covers his horse and spikes 
loads a shotgun and goes full Mad Max. And then on top of that, Chad Brown surprises everyone by taking over training of every single horse in the race for uh, something we've been, we've been thinking we might see someday, but it has yet to come to fruition. The, the 100% Chad feel. Never lost. Yeah. Crazy meat. The steward's still on my shit list. Brawlio. I'm talking to you. I have no idea what Brawlio looks like. I've always cursed Brawlio. You know why his name sticks out more than any of the other stewards. So, in my mind, any bad decision that happens at, at Saratoga, 1,000% Brawlio's fault. Except maybe not. I don't have any proof of that. But I like to think it. So, what are we going to cover today? You're like, well, from Oakland, they barely just drew the cards for the Travers. Are you covering Travers Day today? No, I'm not. If you think that I'm, I'm jumping the gun and covering the Travers and not stretching it out to two days. Wrong. Wrong. You are wrong. Listen, we've got a graded stakes race tomorrow. We've got another graded stakes race on Friday. It doesn't feel like I do it justice if I were to just kind of skip over it, go straight to Travers Day. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover that Thursday grade two, the Boston Spa Stakes. Sounds like a fantastic place. To wash your balls, uh, then we'll take a look ahead to the Friday late pick four. Uh, that includes the grade one personal instant. Look at that. We're just just going in reverse with grades. Uh, very Canadian way to say that. It'd be like taking being demoted from second grade to first grade in Canada, going from grade two to grade one. But no, it's a step up. Let's go ahead. Let's dig in. Let's talk about Thursday. The Boston Spa. That's this Thursday. The 24th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. Boston Spa is going to be race nine. Uh, Post time for that is going to be 544 Eastern, 444 God's time. Um, It's on the inner turf, eight and a half furlongs, $300,000. As we've mentioned, a grade two. I'm holding up hope that this race is run on the turf. The weather forecast for this weekend is um, just what's been the norm for that part of New York slash Saratoga this year. Just kind of wet and shitty. Um, but the weather forecast is for the rain to move into the area later Tuesday afternoon uh, and it to be wet all day on Friday. Uh, as you'll see when I go through the pick four, that's going to play heavily into to kind of how I do my picks for this this late pick four. Um, the thing that jumps out at me when deciphering the pace of the Boston Spa is that there's no real versatility of running style on the front end. What do I mean by that? Now, usually you have your speed balls. And when I say speed balls, I mean the horses that when you look at the running lines, when you see the first call, when you see the second call, there's always a one. There's always a one on that line. Because they need the lead. They have to have the lead. But a lot of times, you'll also have, uh, if you're into uh, Kieran's speed points and their run styles, you know exactly what I'm talking about. An EP, an early presser. A horse that can maybe take the lead, but is also comfortable just stalking, sitting off that early pace. There's absolutely no stalking horses 
uh, in, in this race uh, by the the Kieran speed point, you know, by their run style definition. There are three horses I'm projecting on the front end, and all three look to be the types that that quit without the lead. They'll battle. They'll battle maybe through the first two calls, but after that, they're going to start dropping off. In my mind, that equates to a three-way pace duel and a hot pace early with the three EV Jets, the seven Sister Bridget, and the eight technical analysis, all sending for the lead. I can guarantee that technical analysis goes hard for the front because she's part of uh, a, a Chad Brown foursome which either could be a, a fun, relaxing outing of golf with your friends or maybe uh, a double date that uh, goes places thanks to liquor and well-placed suggestions. Who knows? Uh, and of course, of course, all four belong to Chad Brown, of fucking course. Uh, all those other Chad Browns like to come from off the pace, and one of which has the same ownership as technical analysis, consumer spending uh, for Seth Klarevic and Klarevic uh, stables. You could always tell if it's a Klarevic course because Seth Klarevic is a busy businessman who only has time for business, and that's how he names his horses. So technical analysis and consumer spending, yeah, duh, of course. So what I'm envisioning is that technical analysis is going to run its eyeballs out. I'm not concerned that say EV jets or sister Bridget won't take the candy and go with technical analysis because they all have to have the lead. They're going to be sending because as soon as the nose gets poked out in front, that horse is going to start dropping anchor. We've got another quad Chad entry. So I can almost guarantee he ends up getting at minimum, the exacta, if not sweeps the exotics, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you my pick for the Boston Spa. It's going to be the six. Speak of the devil at 12 to one. If you give me a Chad Brown horse at double digit odds, has the advantage of running with the rabbit to soften, soften up all the pace, then I'm going to take it every time. Now, a little bit of buyer beware here. Speak of the devil hasn't won since May of uh, 2022. And what a May it was. Um, in the distaff, you know, tur- turf mile at Churchill Downs. You know, after initially shipping across the pond from France. However, if you look at how the horses performed first off the layoff for Chad Brown in previous starts, you see that this is where Speak of the Devil puts in her best efforts. Toss the Honey Fox a couple races back, where she took a bump and had some trouble uh, in a first off the layoff performance. And you have one of the fastest horses in the race. Uh, granted, it's it's not a huge spread when it comes to speed figures from slowest to fastest, but it matters. The horse is definitely faster than average, and it's on the top end, definitely skewed towards the faster side of it. So, we're going to play the Chad Brown, the other, other, other Chad Brown. Speak of the devil, 12 to 1. I doubt that price holds, but I doubt it comes down very much further because you've got... All sorts of jockeys on all sorts of different horses. There are Ortizes, there are uh, Francos, there are, yeah. we're, we're taking the Pratt. And I, I bet if this comes down, it doesn't come down more than half. I, th- I think you still get 
six to one here. Now, six to one winner is pretty nice. But you know what? There are other nice things in the world. Like going to see a show. Yeah, that's right. Going to see going to see sports. Going to see music. You, you remember that, right? Have you gone and done that since COVID? I haven't. Well, no, I went to sports. I went to Yeah, regardless. That's what I'm here to talk to you about. GameTime.co. Not com. Not com. Dot co. Listen, we, we all get stressed out trying to buy tickets. Me, personally, I'm a Swifty. I like to get up in the morning. I like to shake it off. You don't have to deal with the debacle of being a Swifty with Ticketmaster. You can use Game Time to bruise, peruse their app, find all sorts of upcoming events in your area, and get the right tickets. You can even see images of the seats so you know that you're not getting a bum seat. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket sales. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. So, snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Don't forget about Underdog Fantasy. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set and forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to find your first deposit. Double up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, back to it. We're going to skip ahead. That's right. We're skipping ahead to Friday. We're going to take a look at the late pick four. Now, I mentioned that there's going to be all sorts of damn weather, uh, it, you know, heading into Saratoga. Uh, it, it's going to be wet. We've got two turf races in this sequence. Uh, so I'm going to just give you a smattering of horses uh, in those, uh, those two turf races to try to cover uh, all of these horses that might scratch out. Let's take a look. Let's move into the first one. We're talking about the Saratoga Friday late pick forward starts race seven. Post time is going to be 434 Eastern, 334 God's time. Race seven is a six furlong, $62.5,000. Not winners of two somethings. Optional claimer. Different day, different surface, and different distance, but this is another race with a hotter pace early. You should see the two unsung melody, the three headland and the four repealing all be on the engine out of the gate. It's going to fall to a horse that can come from off the pace. At the first glance, this felt like a single. And if you think it's still a single, 
I'll let my my man's Charlie Murphy handle that. Wrong. Wrong. It looked like the seven first act was a single for Suge McGahee with with Irad up. But it's been a career router whose shortest distance was seven furlongs in the debut. And it seems that eight furlongs to eight and a half furlongs seems to be more of the horse's wheelhouse. The pace, however, works too well not to use. So I ended up going too deep here and using a second horse. And that horse is going to be the one you look cold. Bill Mott puts Rosario up uh, and all the speed is drawn immediately to the outside. Of you look cold in the two, three, four holes. This should let you look cold tucking the rail and save some ground behind a speedy early pace. Now horses really shined since moving to the Mott barn. Uh, and there might be some value betting this one back off of a wet track performance and trouble trip. And of course, like I mentioned, I'm using the seven first to act because the pace fits too well. Uh, but the distance preferences is a little bit of a question. So I couldn't toss. I couldn't make a single. I ended up in that no man's land of using two horses. That's race one. Moving on, race eight, 11 furlongs, $149.5,000. Not winner of one allowance and scheduled for the inner turf. It feels like the odds of this race coming off the turf the day before the flagship stakes day at Saratoga, you know, if, if I were a betting man, uh, I, I would expect the odds here to be about one to nine, roughly. Um, they're, they've been babying the turf all meet. They're going to continue to baby it. And with, they do it for a reason. One, uh, you know, you want your big races run on these on a nice surface Two. I mean, people's safety. You have to take people's safety into account. And the horse's safety. Don't forget that. It is, that is who it is about. Without those, we're just a bunch of tiny Puerto Ricans running, running on track. So what I'm going to do is throw at, since this is all scheduled for the inner turf, 11 furlongs, $149,000 and a half, non-winners and one allowance. Uh, I'm going to throw a ton of horses to use here, but odds are, uh, any horse not an MTO has a high probability of scratching out. So Lord knows how many of these actually make it to the gate. I've been struggling all summer with how to how to kind of preview some of these races so far out uh, when you've got turf and you have no idea who's going to be in the race. There could be three horses in this race by the time it's all said and done. So let's rip through these. Number two, it's going to be the first one we use, Embrace Me. This one has the off-track pedigree being by Candy Ride. You can't eliminate because of... a. a because a weak sloppy track performance in the only try because it took the bump out of the gate uh, in that only off track effort. So on pedigree on trip handicapping running back, uh, we got the two embrace me by the way. Don't don't have, don't even have morning line odds yet. Really jump the gun here. The next one I'm going to use the four Anatolian. That's another mud pedigree play. This one has uh, never tried an off track. Uh, but it's by not this time who's by Giants Causeway. And you've got, uh, you know, Curlin on the bottom line being out of a Curlin mare. And this one could be an undercover mutta, I think. Next one we're going to throw in uh, is the seven modern love Curlin babies sh showing up in mass. Uh, and obviously another another pedigree play. 
And the next one is going to be the nine Rom Beak. Uh, it's a horse I, I kind of like a little bit. I, I've used this one quite a bit. Uh, it's hit the board on a wet surface before. Uh, so if it, you know if the horse stays in, I think it's got just as good of a track chance as, ever, as everyone else. And we get into the main track onlys. Uh, I'm going to be using the 10 peak popularity. Uh, hit the board on a sloppy track at Ellis, albeit several links back. But likes to run from off the pace, which isn't necessarily easy at Ellis. And the horse is going to have a you know a little bit of kickback to handle. But I you know I I don't think it's going to be as as hard as running at Ellis, where you find that you know a lot of times whenever you have a biased track, if you add a little bit of moisture to it, all it does is put a tiger bomb on that specific bias's nuts. And it really just kind of <laughs> hypes up whatever what was going on. Um, next one I'm going to use is the 11. She caught my eye. Uh, this is a violence baby. Uh, that is the only entry MTO or otherwise, uh, with the win and the wet stuff. Uh, so that's going to end up being a must play. Uh, if you see a bunch of horses come off the turf, more than likely this ends up your favorite. Then we've got the 12 run devil. Never miss the try on a wet surface. So I've given you what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven horses. Uh, I might put a little pool together as to how many horses actually uh, stick through the whole wet surface thing. Um, I, I'd say I maybe get three. I'd be surprised if I get four of these onto the, you know, into the field onto the ticket. So consider that whenever you're putting it together. Ooh. Other things to consider though. Draft Kings. That's right. You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on any college football bet. Listen, there's a couple. we got Week Zero coming up. There are a couple good games. I'm fired up about the Jacksonville State UTEP game. I'm that level of DGEN. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for gambling problem. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, uh, 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance or after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. Sign up for the SGP and Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories uh, podcast just for patrons chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network. We even got a discord channel just for the patrons. Uh, the sports gambling podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. 
sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Oh, I'm out of breath, but we're back to racing. And we're back to the big one on Fridays, the nine furlong, $500,000 personal ensign. It's a grade one. It's an interesting race for being such a short race with only six short. Yeah, it's five, three. No, uh, it's, it's short. I say short. I mean, it, it's only got six entries here, but the X factor in this race might not even uh, factor into the, you know, the final payouts. It's Malloy, the number two here. The thing with Malloy is it's a Wayne Catalano horse that ships in from Hawthorne after stretching out to two-turn route for the first time, but has mostly been a sprinter in its career with little to no uh, stakes experience. Based on how the horse has been winning in the last two starts in the sprint background, you have to figure that this is a dead send early. And when you figure that, you have to figure that a horse that I would otherwise love in this race to maybe upset some of the bigger names, the one idiomatic for Brad Cox and Judmont, is more going to be compromised a little bit uh, by Malloy actually sending uh, and and trying to uh, trying to win this thing on the front. We're looking at most likely a sloppy track and therefore we got to consider that it may be speed favoring um that's going to lead me naturally to one horse that i want to use as a single in this race did i say it yeah yeah i said single that's right um yes i'm i'm saying i want to mingle you want to mingle yeah yeah i'm using the five nest as a single, uh, you're you're familiar with Nest. Uh, Nest was your last year's Alabama winner. Uh, it ran against the boys in the Belmont, won the Ashland at Keeneland, uh, ran second at Kentucky Oaks to uh, Secret Oath, who's also entered today. Uh, plus, you get the Irad steward bias if shit goes awry. Hell, I mean, you have to put that in your back pocket. It worked for you if you were on Forte. Uh, but... The reason that I'm on Nest and excited about Nest is that Nest won't let this race get too far out in front of her in the wet conditions, meaning that whenever Idiomatic and Malloy both tear ass out of the gate, uh, Nest will stay reasonably close based off the fractions that they're, they're setting. And it's the second race off the layoff for Pletcher and Rapoli. I think she's primed to run. The projected pace and trip make this, in my opinion, ideal for Nest. You look at the stats, it says, you know, on off tracks, the horse is 2, 1, 1, and 0. Well, I mean, it was on a wet, fast track, but like I said, Curlin Baby's all over the place. Uh, with Curlin on the front, on the top line, AP Indy on the bottom line, the horse should be able to handle the mud just fine. It's going to get just a, a dream trip sitting in the garden spot with the first run behind the, the two early paces tearing off. So that settles us on the single of Nest. Now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? 
All right. Moving on. Last race in the sequence for the pick four on Friday. Race 10, five and a half furlongs, 136 and a half maiden dollar, maiden special weight. It's scheduled for the Melon Turf. Once again, a turf race where we likely see a number of horses scratched. So I'm throwing out a not a ton of horses, but I'm, I'm throwing out a, a couple horses here. Uh, you know, with the thought in mind that a lot of them won't make the gate. So let's start off working inside to out. We're going to go with the two Kawachan. Uh, Kawachan is a West Ward trainee. That's, it's got two strong finishes on turf with a, a little bit of cut in the ground. Uh, it's been able to, to run well, uh, over good tracks. And it leads you to believe that the horse hasn't that big wide turf hoof, uh, which some people say is a myth. Um, I personally say that the female orgasm is a myth. The male orgasm is the only one I can verify is real. Um, I think having, if it does have that big wide turf hoof, uh, should be able to, to, you know, let the horse handle the slop just a, a little bit better. So I'm using the two Kawachan. I'm also going to use the five risk free. I will never play these maidens that have more than 10 starts without graduating. Except for when they've got, something extenuating in their, in their back pocket. And that extenuating circumstance is a, is a few good off-track performances for risk-free. Maybe risk-free is good enough to, to get the job done this time. We shall see. Oh, speaking of we shall see, the eight. We shall see. Great mud pedigree would justify on top and being out of an un unbridled song mare. Once again, just a straight-up pedigree play. I don't have the DRF in front of me, so I don't know what the wet Tomlinson number is. Uh, but we do know that Saratoga likes big wet Tommies. And then last or not, last of the lot, we're going to use the 12 white chocolate, which feels like my spirit horse. Um, I've always been, uh, I've always been down, if you will. They're right now. There are tons of black folks listening, just shaking their head going, no, no, you haven't. You have not been down. You are not. Mm, that is not the whoop D. But uh, white chocolate, it's an MTO entry, and it has to be considered. Sired by uh, Breeders' Cup Classic winner City of Light. Uh, City of Light's progeny hit at 19% in the wet stuff. So, makes it a must-play. Those are the four we're using in the last leg of this late pick four for Saratoga on Friday. I'm just going to remember, a lot of these are going to scratch, but here we go. The ticket was going to be uh, starting off. We had the one seven, and then we used the two, four, seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve in the second leg, hoping that at least three of those make the gate. Then we're singled to Pletcher and Rapoli with Nest, and then four horses. Hopefully, two of these make the gate in the final leg. The two Kawachan, the five risk free. The eight we shall see, and the 12, my spirit horse, white chocolate. Whoo! What a start. What a start to Travers Week. Look at that. We, we covered two days. We gave you all the graded stakes. We gave you contingency plans for weather, because apparently you need that uh, always now, because uh, life's turned so goddamn crazy. Man, I'll tell you guys, uh, just a quick reminder, if you go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.network, uh, we've got merch. We've got Notorious OTV merch. Uh, I just got my red t-shirt in uh, a couple days ago. Yesterday, I got in my blue hoodie. 
if you think that I'm not about to Photoshop uh, myself entering into a gang truce with myself, then you don't fucking know me. But check us out later this week. Maybe you'll get to know me. We've got Ed DeRosa joining on Thursday. Uh, we take, you know, take a look through some of the Travers card. Then I've got uh, Andrew Champagne joining on Friday once again to look more at the Travers card because it deserves two whole episodes. That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will catch you tomorrow. Thank you.